Hey guys, good morning, good morning, good morning, and good afternoon wherever you are in terms of time zones. Today we have a very special guest, a very big fan of this uh, young, young man uh, from Calgary, Alberta, Mr. Trung Bien, EXP Realty. Welcome. Thank you for being here today, sir. Thank you for the warm introduction. Happy to be here. Man, I, I gotta tell you, like, are you 40 this year, right? Yeah, I turned 40. You in turned May. 40 already? No, I turned 40 in May. In May, okay, okay, got it. You know, you look 20, so that's uh, as well as you. <laughs> I don't know about that. You also look like a young bud, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to keep it that way, so no, this is good. Um, Trung, I'm very big fan, um, heard of you even before you join us. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got started in the business. Uh, so I was in. I was born and raised in this city, had a little bit of real estate background before I got my realtor's license. I was a big driver um, to kind of get my realtor's license. Um, you know, in 2015, I was I was dating a girl and uh, I realized I was going to propose to her. And I realized that the next steps really had to fall on me when it came mm -hmm. to the wedding, engagement ring, honeymoon, uh, having a matrimonial home. And I realized that I just needed some more stability. So I decided to get my real estate license. Which, uh, mm. which which would be stable for some, stable uh, maybe not for others. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got my start. Interviewed a lot of brick-and-mortar brokerages, um, went to the Remax brand for uh, just for as a security blanket. Uh, really excelled there quickly. Realized it didn't take much to be a top producer um, as an individual agent and just kept quickly moved up the ranks. Uh, when I had my first kid, uh, I lost a lot of work-life balance, and I was okay mm -hmm. with it. Uh, because my son was going to be too young for him to remember anything. Mm -hmm. um, and then once I had the second, my second son, um, that's when my wife really um, put her foot down. It's like, I need your help. Wow. <laughs> um, I got, uh, got some coaching on how to scale my business and awesome. um, changing my, my priorities to family first, work second. And with, with that okay. coaching, um, really kind of restructured my business and uh, changed my priorities to uh, family, happiness, and health, and with the foundation of a solid career base. So, I'm pretty very happy at EXP. Uh, the rev share has been a good, I'd say, side hustle for me, and then still focusing pretty heavily on production. Amazing, amazing. So, really, it's um, just about coming down on uh, 2015, so nine years in real estate this year. Yeah, yeah. And EXP for three years or four years? For three years, yeah. So 2021, yeah. you had uh, written down. Um, but before that, you were investing in real estate already. Tell us a bit about that. How, how did you get your start in investing? Uh, real estate investing, uh, when I was in university, uh, I took a degree in entrepreneurship and innovation. Uh, my parents were small business owners. Um, mm. So that kind of was, was probably a big turning point for me to, to decide to get into uh, commerce. And then I read a quote that really resonated with me that said, 90% um, of all millionaires become so through real estate. Mm. And um, when I was working in an internship, uh, there, was a, there was a guy that worked in IT that invested in rental properties on the side with his wife. Mm. And then with that quote in mind, I just asked him, I was like, hey, can we go, to, go for a coffee and, wow. and can, I, can I pick your brain? Um, okay. And then from that coffee, he, took, he encouraged me to take a, a seminar on how to buy cash flow rental properties. Mm. And then I was pretty much his lackey um, for the first couple where he, we did a JV, he did the qualification. 
Uh, my seed money was my student loan and bursaries that I received because I was pretty low income wow. uh, when I was in university. And that's how I got my start in cash flow rental property. So um, I was really coachable. I applied myself. And uh, this guy really kind of opened the door for me and kind of like uh, taught me how to invest in, re- invest in real estate with like a lot of integrity. Um, so the main thing is like to kind of have a high quality property to attract a good tenant and then not be a slumlord. Mm. Um, so uh, it was uh, it really kind of changed the direction of uh, my life, and that was in 2006. Oh, amazing! So yeah. you and I are, are almost the same age. So uh, you were 22 years old when you were already investing in real estate, and then it took another maybe 10 years to get into real estate sales. Yep, yep. Wow. Uh, another 10 years in real, to get to real estate sales um, from owning those cash flow rental properties. Uh, did a couple, did a little bit of property management, uh, worked for a home builder for a couple of years. Right. And then from after working with the home builder, I decided to get licensed. Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, coming in, you almost were just crushing it right away. Uh, did you have a sales background before the custom home, um, builder job, or it was just like, you knew how to sell it naturally? Uh, it was more of a customer service background. So, okay. uh, it was customer service for sure. So when I was uh, in, at an intern, I worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Mm. Um, and then the first month, they said, uh, get this guy out of here. He's going to kill my customer service numbers. The second month, the second month, they said, this guy's really turning around. And you just they said that I woke up one day and figured out what they were looking for. Mm. And then the third month I was there, I had the highest sales numbers and customer service wow. numbers in Alberta. So it's pretty cool. No kidding. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That comes with being coachable. You did talk about coachable. that. Yeah. Um, how, yeah. how did you become coachable? Is that something that is coachable, being coachable, or just naturally you just listen to people and you apply yourself? Uh, I, I read an audio book a long time ago where it said coachable is probably one of the number one skills you can have. And at, attitude turn, determines your altitude. And like, you know, in that whole audio book, like those are kind of like the, the two, the two high level things I took away from it. So yeah, like I, I listen to people who have walked the walk that I want to take. Um, and even though I may disagree with it or I don't want to do it, I will at least give it a try. And, and then just to, just to kind of not be so resistant to doing things my own way. Um, but the key component was making sure that I, I took advice from people who, um, had the experience and had the life that I wanted. Amazing. So really looking at people who have walked a walk, like you said, yeah. and when they tell you something that how they did it, you don't question it. You apply it. You listen. I listened and I, and I did it. I, yeah, I did it. Yeah. Oh my so in, in my, um, when I was working for a home builder, I had two options to be a host at the show home or to go find land. Um, to go find inner city land and without a license, the main, the main tool to do that is with, by door knocking. Mm. So, um, I, I knocked on doors, wow. I had a little bit of a script and I knocked on 50 doors a day, wow. uh, four days a week. So 200 doors a day. And I didn't get my first deal for six months. So that I reached out to about like 2000 door knocks before I got my first deal. Um, yeah. Wait, hang on. And, L- listen, listen to this, guys. Two thousand doors before Chung got his first deal um, for the custom home builder. Uh, yeah. How did you not quit 
during those 2000 homes. You were just like, okay, no, 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 50 doors a day. No, no, no. <laughs> um, what I, so what I observed during that process was um, when I knocked on a door and they said no to me, I, a couple months later, I noticed I saw the house sold. So I knew that this was an opportunity because I actually did see that them they were selling. And then uh, I just got better at it. And then I just kind of honed my craft. I got organized. I did my follow-ups. And and then I started converting. And there was people that used to yell at me, uh, yell at me saying, don't come back. And then I remember this one guy, he saw me the next day. And then he said, I'm sorry, I yelled at you. Keep up the good work. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah, but he apologized. <laughs> um, That's amazing. Yeah. So I think in the end, I didn't have a lot going for me. I didn't have a lot of options. Um, at that age and I had a lot of drive. So, um, I just, I just stuck with it. And then from there, I just got better with my script, my dialogue, I got more comfortable. And then I started, um, understand, like me connecting with the builders in the community that built, uh, built homes there. And then that's how I kind of built my, my database for builders. So in Calgary, Ooh. I do work with a lot of inner city development. And what I did was I sold the B grade lots to, builders and then i i secured the the triple a lots in the communities that were desirable and then i rather than taking a a, a fee like an assignment fee mm-hmm. um i did a jv with them and in turn with doing the jv um the exchange was that they were to, to teach me the the development process oh my goodness so is that something that you're working towards as well you know in conjunction with real estate sales you're developing on the side also um since 2012 i do wow one development a year as a joint venture nice. um, mostly as like a, a, a pretty silent partner um and so for the most part after with real estate commissions after paying expenses paying taxes i parlay most of those commissions into investments oh, i love that you're so disciplined man i i mean you, you are 40 years old you have the wisdom and the discipline and and just the calmness of a 60 year old i i gotta say like just talking to you, you are so mature, man. How, how did you become so mature? Are you the oldest in the family? Uh, youngest. Youngest. Youngest, yeah, youngest in the family. Really? Yeah, I think uh, I, I think it came from just uh, like having a low income background or childhood, mm. um, where you have to, where hard work was like everywhere, mm. everyone was struggling, and I just had a, I just didn't have a lot of uh, entitlement when I grew up. Mm. and it just molded me to a, a better person today so but in the end like you know i think it's the key is to be coachable still learning um and then just stay stay grounded comes up again being coachable and you said this uh being coachable is one of the highest level skills that you can have most people aren't why do you think most people aren't uh because they're not taught yeah yeah because they never learned that that was a key skill in life in my mm. opinion because I so never guys, knew it before I listened to that podcast. I never knew. If you, I, if you guys are listening to the, the, this right now, being coachable is actually one of the highest level skills you can have. It's not the skill of prospecting. It's not the skill of listening. Uh, it's not the skill of door, door knocking. It's a skill of being coachable. What do you know? Yeah, I never knew that. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I, just, I just heard it a long time ago, and I just... Uh, that and having a good attitude um, mm. were just some of the things that 
uh, really struck with me. And those are the things I'm trying to teach my kids now. Like, I love that. Um, because I think if with those two skills, uh, you can adapt and um, just build grit and then get by and, and flourish. I'm blown away. I'm just super inspired. And that it just tells me how you are able to succeed in such a, a short amount of time because you came in 2015 and you're a Remax Hall of Fame in a very short time. Not many people do that. Some people take 20 years to do that. And then you come in uh, crushing at a EXP. 2022, you sold 200 homes. How, how big is the team? Uh, I think it was, I don't think it was 200 homes, but it was 100 plus homes. 100 but plus, just, okay. Uh, but it's just myself and one associate and then uh, admin support. That's massive. Wow. So do you still go out and take buyers or are you focus on listings now? Uh, listings and then I, I provide like that final layer of due diligence um, with buyers. So I, I'm, I'm present during the initial buyer consult ah. and then at, at the, I, I'm, I participate closely on the final layer of due diligence and negotiations. Um, I like to, most of my business is based on uh, sphere, repeat, and referral, and uh, they came to me, so mm. I want to make sure that I'm still present with them. Um, our, our business isn't really based on lead gen. I mean, like, internet lead and stuff like that. Um, I just referral. focus on the, yeah, I just focus on the low-hanging fruit and just focus on high conversion. I love that. And <laughs> that comes back to, you said you're only taking stuff that comes right now. You're not going out and, you know, hustling to get that business because you want more time with family. How old are the kids, by the way? Uh, one turns six tomorrow, and the other one is three and a half. So well, happy it's pretty, it's birthday! Yeah. yeah, I'll let I'll let Henry know. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Capricorn too, January sixth. So uh, he's gonna become a hard worker, I hope. Yeah, I hope so, that, dude. That's this is amazing. Um, so, but you when you started though, you said you knocked the fifty day fifty doors a day. Um, once you get into resale, did you start by door knocking? Did you start by cold calling or was it straight up just sphere from the start? Um, when I got my license, I, in hindsight, I realized how hard door knocking was. Mm. And then as a, as a realtor, then there's other opportunities to do lead Um So I pivoted to open houses, um, used the same approach, um, actively listened, and mm. then I started working my sphere. I took a couple... I took a couple courses that were based on uh, marketing to your database. Mm. I applied about 80% of it. Um, and then and it worked. And it worked. And it worked. <laughs> yeah. And it worked. But again, that comes to being coachable too, because I actually applied myself. Like I actually took a couple nuggets out of the, out of the program and actually incorporated it into my business. So rather than taking courses and not doing anything with it, um, I actually incorporated those, the business model. How many times are agents going to seminars and taking courses and uh, spend thousands of dollars and actually not do anything that they teach? Most, yeah, most <laughs> for sure, most, yeah. So would you believe that um, any sort of program works if you work it? 100%, all types of prospecting work. Um, I, believe, I believe one of the things that I learned when I was a new agent at Remax was that um, don't reinvent the wheel. Mm. Um, success leaves clues mm -hmm. and then um, ask advice for the people whose career you want to emulate. Amazing. And then, so I asked questions and listened and applied myself and I, and I did not reinvent the wheel. I love um, that. I didn't focus on trying to innovate. I just try to keep it simple and just really hone my craft um, and, and the really simple things. And a lot of it was actually like 
follow-up and prospecting. Ah, a yeah. lot of follow-up. So that comes back to your background in customer service. Mm -hmm. I believe in 2024 here with all the AI, social media, we need to go even deeper with people and more personal with people. Tell us yeah. a little bit about how important customer service is to your business. Uh, it's everything. Um, it's the backbone of the operation because for me, uh, I don't think I'm doing anything different from the realtor that sells just as much houses or any other realtor. I don't think I'm doing anything different at all. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the customer service and looking out for their best interest first is probably the backbone of this operation where they that. see the trust. Uh, they know that I'm genuine, authentic, and then I come prepared to meetings. So then it shows that I'm capable. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then a lot of people would say that this guy's hungry. Mm. Yeah, so, because you come prepared. And, and the one word that came up when, you first, uh, when we first started the interview, you said um, investing with integrity. And I think you brought that into your real estate sales business as well, dealing with everything with integrity. Um, tell us how you implement integrity then right now in your business. I think uh, the easiest analogy is that I try to, if I'm helping someone buy or sell a house, it's as if I'm helping my grandma. Mm. So it's genuinely looking out for that person and, and doing what's best for them and doing it intuitively. Like it's just, it's just such a no brainer to help someone when they need it more than uh, a commission check for me. And then when you build that trust, uh, good things happen because then they suddenly become an advocate and mm. then suddenly they're, they're preaching your name to their, their friends and family. And when the referral comes and the introduction made, like I always make sure that they get acknowledged. Amazing. Wow. Okay. So acknowledging people for sending referrals and when you are serving the client, uh, serve them as if they were your grandma yeah. to come from that heart of truly caring about the person. And if you have that intention in mind, everything just is, is, is better <clears throat> service because of that. Um, what do you do above and beyond to make sure that they're raving fans in your sales business? Uh, I don't even think it's above and beyond. It was from the course. I, I send handwritten notes. I send a birthday card, a one-year anniversary gift, mm. uh, and a five-year anniversary gift. If I hear that they're having a baby on social media, I'll send them a gift. Love and it. And a lot of it is um, delegated to an admin, so it doesn't wow. actually take up a lot of bandwidth when uh, when your database like naturally grows organically. So again, like that's I don't think that's even going above and beyond. Those are that's just the fundamentals. Sick, but people don't do it. People don't do it. Wow. People don't do it. So then, uh, when they get that, when they get that thank you card or that birthday card, it really resonates with them because no one else has done that. Even though we're all taught that at the most like rudimentary realtor course. So again, like it's like, are you coachable? Did you apply yourself? This is comes back to the biggest question. I just I'm mind boggled by it because uh, the, the business is very simple. But I don't think the business is easy because nobody listens, especially mm -hmm. most agents. Um, if you were to answer that question of uh, how do you get people to listen, how would you answer it? I think if you talk to my wife, uh, I think I can always work on better listening skills. Uh, uh, and, yep. 
I think in the end, you got to come from a place of caring because if mm. you care, you would actually listen. <clears throat> and if you cared about that person, you would give them undivided attention <clears throat> and then you would uh, give them the, the best advice you can give them. And then that you back that up with a good service and expertise, right? You've got to back it up with good service and expertise. Yeah, always. And, and it's so simple. And you said that uh, when you first came in, it didn't take you long to become very productive, to become one of the best. And it's because of doing these small, little, simple things, along with being coachable and with a great attitude. So we talked about coachable, but how about attitude? How do you work on your attitude daily? Uh Definitely when the days are hard, I write, I have a gratitude journal. I just try to focus on the simple things like, you know, when things are, when things are great, the gratitude journal kind of goes on the wayside. Yeah. But when, uh, when it's, when I have hard days, I got to really focus on uh, what I'm grateful for. And then that just keeps my head on straight. And mm. then I just start having that kind of uh, positive self-talk throughout the day where I even tell my wife like a couple of days ago, like, I'm grateful for this printer. Like this is a reliable printer. <laughs> it's like this is a great printer like, <laughs> no network issues it's reliable it prints fast and then and then i just kind of start thinking about the the positives right like even the setbacks like you got to see what the opportunity is and again like that's something i'm just trying to teach my kids because i think I this that. generation uh, these kids don't have enough grit mm-hmm. so um you got to really kind of help them pre frame their mind that um, when there's setbacks or when there's a challenge it's uh, it's an opportunity to if there's an opportunity there. Does developing grit come from um, going through setback after setback, or can it be something you just said, practice gratitude first? I think developing grit comes from having a struggle. Mm. I think, uh, and struggle for my kids can be manufactured through outdoor activities and Mm. sport, Mm -hmm. because I don't Mm. think they will have the grit that, um, I had when my family was uh, low-income uh, new immigrants to Canada. So I think you need to kind of really challenge yourself and put yourself in positions to uh, see setbacks and make sure that life isn't too comfortable. And mm. then a lot of it too right now can be through exercise Yeah. in terms of like how hard you can push yourself at the gym and are you really going to give it your all wow. for, that, for that 45 minutes to an hour that you're there? And then that really just applies, then that really carries over to your day. Wow, that's so true. You know, I, 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 my coach has been telling me, you got to train till failure. Every mm-hmm. single day, every single set, you got to train till you got nothing left. That mm-hmm. last rep is what matters. That's growth right there. So I really appreciate what you're saying. Yeah. Um, you're super ultra focused on family right now. Tell us a l- little bit about who you were before you focused on family? Because you said uh, family was, uh, you're out of balance. So what did that schedule look like versus what the schedule look like today? I think before kids, I was focused on the wrong things. Hmm. I was focused on external achievements, um, awards, yep. accolades that didn't hmm. matter, that were empty after one day. Um, my workload prior to having kids was up at eight, work till work till eight um, with buyers and sellers. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it was good. Um, but I realized that the achievements um, don't really mean much. 
Uh. Um, especially if your relationships, health, and your marriage are not in not being focused on. Um, after my second kid, I had to reframe my schedule where I'm up at five, mm. get two hours without two hours of work done without uh, anyone awake. Uh, yep. My days are left less less reactive, mm-hmm. and then I do my best to finish work by three. I do my Amazing. best, and then now uh, I'm more focused and more grounded on enjoying the ride. Because before I was obsessed with early retirement, mm. um, um, but what I've learned from other people is that uh, your life will feel empty. You have no purpose. So I got to keep myself busy before three o'clock. And being a listing agent uh, is is something that I I enjoy doing. I, I'll enjoy that right. Okay. And then now um, I've realized that have big goals, climb big mountains, achieve, but no deep down inside. That doesn't mean anything. I love that. Um, know that it's the relationships, um, my positive self-talk, and um, enjoying the ride is what's the most important. Wow. So I've gone through a big mindset shift a lot and just focusing mostly on happiness. But again, that just comes from like listening to uh, blogs and podcasts about happiness yeah. and then just realizing what is what should be my priorities. Right? I, love that. I think a career is important. I think uh, having financial stability is important. Um, but it means nothing if your kids don't like you, your wife is, your your marriage is struggling, and your health is, is shit. <laughs> it's true. It's very similar for, for a lot of agents, um, but they never get out of chasing the ego, never get out of chasing the awards. And then, you know, 20 years later, the kids don't even know them. So you're definitely going towards the right direction. Now, uh, that leads me to... I know a little bit about your why, but what do you think is the bigger why behind all this for you, driving force? Uh, my why now, or my purpose now, is just to kind of uh, have happiness. Mm. Like, um, my why for work is that, um, you know, real estate investing is cool. It mm-hmm. feels good. Um, but I find that, was I making a positive difference providing providing housing? Uh, selling someone an infill, um, it felt good. But um, what gives me the warm and fuzzy is when I sit down at someone's coffee table. I'm a complete stranger to them. They're they look like they're tw- twice my age, mm. and they're interviewing realtors. And say, and I let them know, like I think I can be the facilitator and be the solution to your situation. And then when we get a firm sale and on possession day, and then we've actually achieved it with the intent of flawless execution. Uh, that's what gives me the warm and fuzzy. I love it. To, like, to go into someone's house and they don't have, they don't even know me. They don't trust me. And then, and then come prepared. And then with the game plan and we execute and then, and then we reach their goals. Wow. That, that, that's cocaine. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I, I kind of know what you're talking about. Um, <clears throat> yeah, with no hangover. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. I love that you focus on happiness. And uh, it sounds like, Trung, you, bottom line, you love real estate. And you are fulfilling your, your calling right now. And we are so happy to be a partner with you. I'm so honored to uh, be in the same conversation with, with you at EXP. And man, I'm just uh, I'm just excited for the future. What what's next for you? 
I think if I scale organically, it's good, but it, it comes within the time frames of 5 a.m. till 3 p.m. Yeah. Uh, even the weekends off. Uh, it's my 40th birthday. It's my, it's like I turned 40 this year, and yeah. this year I want my word of the year is like lifelong memories. So mm. uh, I'm going to enjoy this year. Um, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this year because I don't really celebrate birthdays. Um, so I want this year to be memorable. Uh, but for things with my family and friends and the people I care about. Um, and honestly, bro, like the respect goes both ways, man. Like, thank you. You're, you're, thank you're a great leader. Uh, the way you treat everyone is just so authentic. Um, so like you rub off of me too. Uh, thank you. <clears throat> thank you, brother. And man, <laughs> I'm just, uh, so happy for you that, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're very similar in many ways. We got two kids, uh, mine are five and two just right <clears throat> behind you here. <clears throat> and, um, you know, now I'm ultra focused on family as well. So I definitely appreciate that. Uh, Chung, you've spit out a lot of fire today. I got to tell you, this has been a crazy interview. Uh, it really, really uh, thank you for sharing with us uh, everything that you've already shared. If there was one more insight that you can give to the audience today, what would it be for 2024? Uh, for agents in 2024, where there's so many new agents coming and those competition is steep, mm -hmm. I would say focus on the fundamentals, prospect, is your highest priority if you're not prospecting your your you got your priorities and dot on straight and like uh, genuinely uh a health service client and then again like you got to be coachable man you got to like i just like learn from people uh copy what they do and then implement it into your business thank you for that i, I love that you brought that up full circle here being coachable is the highest level of skill uh, that you can ever have guys go back to the basics and listen to Trong. listen to this uh interview over and over and over please and you will be successful if you implement what Trong said today it's a whole coaching program in 30 minutes Trong, thank you so much for today man i look forward to seeing you in may uh if not before i'm hoping for i'm looking forward to connecting with you you're a good dude sounds good man okay. all Take right care, John. have a good day Bye -bye. Cheers.